everybody and welcome to a multi-award winning audio sensation Ireland's own and Ballybrack's golden child of a podcast I think we're probably Ballybrack's only podcast yeah well yeah first anyway yeah first anyway yeah this is what's the story podcast and I'm Danny Murray and I'm Graham Morgan all right uh, all right. Week, what are we? Week six of lockdown? Week, week seven? Week six? What about six, is it? I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. We're all losing We're losing a run of ourselves in lockdown now, aren't we? Getting used to it. Hell yeah, man. How are you feeling about This is the first week that I've kind of struggled. I've been yeah, all right. Not... But this week now, of like, you know, I don't know. I think it's because I haven't, I haven't really got the dogs out as much this week. And uh, I've only been to the shop like once. So I've literally I've been boxed in like for I I'm I'm the facto cocooning myself for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? And uh, sure, like you might as well because like don't take risks. Well, this is it. Like I know I know that, but at the same time, like the the, the little the little kind of hour I was getting in the evening, getting out the dog or something's nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I oh, just Jesus, I tell you what, man. First man with the mini eggs being eaten in this house. <laughs> did you get a uh, tweet back from Cadbury's about? I didn't. No, no, they they ignored me because they didn't have a positive answer, and they didn't want to get the negative PR in in a situation that that the world is in at the moment. So they said we just won't answer. But, but Cadbury's are a shower of bastards now, as far as I'm concerned. And I tried, I, I tried M and M's eggs, and they're they're just they're a disgrace. An absolute I, I completely forgot to get mini eggs. Like I've completely been thrown off course with this lockdown that I'm forgetting. Yeah. I think there was Mother's Day, was there? Forgot about Mother's Day, legged it out yeah. to the shop on the Saturday night to get flowers. And then yeah. I not that I forgot about Easter, but I just did I just thought of it as a meh. Yeah. Easter like. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't get I didn't get mini eggs this year in Raging. Yeah. I thought they would have extended them with your tweet now to have to say. No, but they, they didn't. They didn't even acknowledge it. Shower of shit. So yeah. And obviously, you know, people who are listening to this podcast are very aware of the fact that, you know, uh we are a multi-award winning podcast uh, with, with with legions of followers purely because we, we do current things like talk about it. The fucking size of that bee! You're Sorry, always man. getting bees in your gaff, man. Holy God, like, man, that bee cast a shadow over me room there. Anyway, before I got distracted, what I was saying was the reason people love us is because we do, you know... We stay topical. We stay current. Uh-huh. Two weeks after Easter, we decide to talk about Easter eggs. So, you know, <laughs> we'll do what we want when we want. Who are we, talk- Who are we talking to this week? We are talking to Dublin's own fair city actor, funny man, comedian, and a Bose ledge. Why did I even ask him on? One and only Eric Lawler. Me, me, me wife is here at the table eating a steak. She's just having a dinner, so forgive the chewing sounds you'll hear in the background. <laughs> I won't be here for long. <laughs> I will be out of here. I'm chewing on the meat, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, I know you're just scoffing our dinner before we try to get finished to get on here, so it's all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Eric, how's, how's lockdown treating you? It's. Um, do you know what I've saying to somebody? I'm saying to me, I was over. I go over and visit my ma every day. My mum and my dad live over in Fingers, 
and I measured it, and I'm breaking the law every day because it's 2.1 kilometers. Ah, so, here. Ah, here. I know, yeah. Oh, listen, it's great. It's so liberating. I feel like uh, I feel like a real gangster driving over there every day, breaking the law, <laughs> to sit in the garden and have a cup of tea as they look out the window at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's keeping them saying, believe it or not, and um, and it's something for me to do. It's it's one of my little trips outside the house. Um, the only other trips outside the house I take, obviously, for our vitals at the shops and um i'm gonna bring the dogs for a walk but that's about it you know like yeah. everyone else i'm i said to you matt today i'm I'm actually bizarrely perversely kind of getting used to it a little bit which is which is worrying but there you go you know yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that's we, we were kind of saying earlier ourselves like it's what week week five or six it is now and another couple of weeks at least you know what i mean so yeah uh, at least at the very least i mean you know, I mean, it, it, in all honesty, like we won't get back to normal until until the vaccine arrives. Yeah, you know? yeah. So now I know they're saying they're starting trials in in England tomorrow on two people. They must have won a competition or something. For um, <laughs> how did they get they, beat? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're starting trials on them tomorrow. And the people who who developed this, I said, they're eighty five percent success rate so far, and that uh, they're confident they'll have a vaccine ready by September, which would be amazing. But you know, it's 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 up in the air, really, isn't it? It's all we can do is hope and pray. Yeah, like the, the longer... love to create that, wouldn't they? I do, would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The longer all this goes on, the the less likely it is that Liverpool will win a league. So as far as I'm concerned, the lockdown can stay for about another 12, 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. And and that win of, of Rovers over Bowles will be null and void. Oh, it'll have to be so, cancelled. Uh... Yeah. Have to be cancelled. <laughs> Fucking took you four or five minutes to ring up. <laughs> Merlo, you're staring at me. It was hard not to. <laughs> the, the, cup fi- the cup semi-final won't be void. Are you still living in the past, Graham? <laughs> you're still living in the past, man. Oh, hang on now. No, you're there. Oh, there you go. You okay? Oh, you're back now. Yeah, no, you, just, you just dropped for a second there. It was just Graham trying to talk about Rovers again. Don't worry. It's grand. <laughs> But yeah, come here, Danny. I'm I'm all for uh, Liverpool not winning the league. That would be great. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it would be a public service, to be honest with you. Do you remember when a first start break in the news in in China that there was some sort of a virus going down and everyone was kind of, I suppose, a bit flippant and ah yeah, all right, yeah, like swine flu, yeah, yeah. Yeah, imagine that came over and stopped Liverpool winning the league and we all fell around the place <laughs> laughing. And now here it is, and we're all kind of going. Do you know what? I wouldn't actually mind Liverpool winning the league if we could all get back. It's it's mad though. Like I, I never realised how much. I, <laughs> like I know every summer you kind of go, ah, well, that's you know, there'll be less football on or less whatever. But like, there's nothing, nothing on, man. It's it's getting fucking ropey. The Bundesliga watching... is back on May 9th, apparently. Yeah, mine closed doors. I said to someone on Twitter today, you know, sorry, Danny, to go back in the League of Ireland territory here. Um, there's talk, one of the options they're looking at for the League of Ireland is that they might play games behind closed doors in June. And yeah, kind of going, okay. But when you think about it, it could be a genius move because the world is sports starved. If we could sell them to, to, to foreign channels, you know, the League of Ireland clubs could, could get themselves through this, this sticky financial time for everyone. Sticky financial time. Yeah, there's loads of people dying every day, but you know what I mean? It's it oh, could yeah. be it could be That's it. Like I suppose, yeah, any any kind of silver lining that can be found would be great. And I'm sure there's like look, there's a lot of clubs who'd be only too happy to say, Yeah, all right, let's at least trial it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean yeah, the news only today with the Pats Pats 
let their, their staff and players go today, temporarily, mm-hmm. of course, but still, it's really sad when you see, like, a big club like Pat's having to do that. It's 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 ominous, really, like, you know, and then there's that, that club in Wales, Will Town, 131 years in existence, and they yeah. folded today. You know, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Like, it really that's... is. Like, I just, what are, like, I mean, sure, with that idea there behind closed doors, I mean, you could, like you said, you could capitalise on that. You could do a pay-per-view option or... You, yeah, you could do you could do anything that would save the clubs, you know, because in like technically speaking, now Pat's players are all free agents. But who are they yeah. to go to? I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> Belarusian league, Belarusian matches still going on. They were watching them on the, you know, the Paddy Power account. Once you stick a bet on, yeah. you can watch the match. So people are suddenly become Dynamo Minsk ultras, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the baseball came back in South Korea there the other day as well, and they were wearing masks yeah. and all. And look, I haven't got a clue about baseball, but I would watch the shit out of that if that came oh, on the television. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm watching a race between marbles down a hill for Jesus' sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been watching esports. The, the the Formula One racers have been like racing on like an Xbox or whatever every weekend because obviously there's no Grand Prix. Like, no way. Yeah. So they've done this little mini thing where they, they all just like online from their apartments in Monaco or whatever tax haven they live in and they just jump online and race each other like. But sure, Ed, Eric, Aaron McEnough against uh, Keith Ward uh, yeah, Friday really, in yeah, FIFA. That'd be great. That'd be a bit of crack now. I know, me and Alex are getting the pyros in for the sitting room and all. We're going to <laughs> <laughs> I love to see pyros on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, come on. So, um, would you, yeah, would that shows you, like, I mean, like, me and Alex are actually really excited about that. We can't wait to watch that match. I can't yeah, wait to watch it either, yeah. yeah. It'll be a bit of crack as well, you know, and it raises money for Pieta House, which is a, a good thing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man, yeah. On the, lead, on the lead up to this, Eric, I suppose you would have lost a lot of work, yeah? Yeah, a huge amount, Graham. Um, obviously, when, when the announcement came, uh, immediately, like my next, like because we didn't know how long it was going to last, but immediately, like the next six weeks, eight weeks of gigs were just wiped, gone. And now, obviously, um, any of the festivals that I was due to do, say like the Catlasco, Kenny, the the Vodafone, the Ivy Gardens, um, Electric Picnic, all together now, they're all gone. Um, but you know, it, it's it's me and many others and so many people in the same boat. So I can't really wind and moan. Obviously, I miss it and I'd love to get back doing it, but. I, I have to, you know, there's more important things out there at the moment than people's lives are at stake. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've become, I, like myself and the wife, we've become like, we've become really like cranky old people, like court and twitching, looking out the window going, look at that fella, that's his tour talker down the park today, the bastard. You know, this kind of thing. And I'm just getting, I just find myself getting incredibly angry with people who are obviously flaunting the guidelines, you know, and, and turning their nose up to you. Like, you see, you're still seeing gangs of yuppers around shops yeah. With their fucking hands down, their bleeding trousers, saying if their balls are still there, and you know that that kind of thing just boils my blood. I'm going, I, you know, have you not got parents? Have you not got grandparents who could be at risk of you being out with your mates in a big gang? It infuriates me. But um, but other than that, I'm Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my auntie, my auntie sends me audio notes on WhatsApp every few days. She's calling it the COVID police. She's like. COVID police report today. I was over in Tesco's 
saw a gang of six lads and mics. I know their mas and dads. They'll be notified. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. It's the only way. It's the only well, way. Like, like like yourself, like she's she's raging, like she's she kind of lives yeah. on a front road, and she sees people all the time. She's like, what the fuck, you know? And you know, you can't when you're when you like you said with your parents and my grandparents, yeah. we can't see for the moment yeah. because of this I mean, cocooning and all that. They're obeying the rules to, to to the max. Like they're over in the house and they're staying there because they're over seventy and they've been told to cocoon, so they're stuck indoors. Oh, the only time they go out is when they go to the back garden or the front garden. They might do a little bit of plant flowers or whatever. But they're following the the, the guidelines to, to an absolute T. And you see people on the road who are in the same bracket, not doing the same thing. And their kids who don't live with them are going in to visit them. And, you know, you're kind of going, like, there's my folks following the guidelines and you aren't doing it. Like, you know, it's a real kicking yeah. the balls to them. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But, look, I think we have to be, we still have to kind of remain positive and, you know, the, the, I know, uh, Jesus, God rest those poor people, another 40, was it 49 today? Yeah, 44, yeah. 49, a horrible amount of people dying. But it's it does seem to be that we are, we like the, the, Tony Holland said himself that we have flattened the curve and um, he they don't expect to see a peak of any sort, which is good news. But at the same time, people are still dying, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that, that always inspires me to do what I'm supposed to do, like not take the piss, you know what I mean? And follow the guidelines, even though I am going by 2.1 kilometers every day, breaking the law every day. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just to maintain my, 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 my parents' sanity, I suppose, you know? I, I think the announcement of flattening the curve has kind of invoked complacency. I think you're probably right, Graham. Um, I think what we'll see though over the next day or two, there will be some horror stories just filtered out into the media just to scare people again. And if it works, then I'm all for it. Now, you know, there's good weather predicted this week. It's temperatures saying tomorrow could exceed 20 degrees tomorrow. That's you have a colour on your bad. face. I mean, no, well, it's, it's blood pressure, to be honest with you. <laughs> the lack of earnings. <laughs> it's, no, I, 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 no, come here, listen. I, I go out with the dogs and I sit out the back garden with the dogs and if the sun is shining, I gladly accept it, you know. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's it's... It's it's a it's a it's a community effort. It's a nationwide effort. It's just a pity that there's a few fucking idiots out there who's just not doing doing that bit, you know. That's it. Like that's yeah. Look, I know it's kind of cheesy or whatever to say. Like we're all in this together. I know that's the mantra yeah. being put out there. But in truth, that that's the essence of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like it's tough not seeing your mates and tough not seeing your loved ones and and all that kind of thing. But just resist the urge for another whatever amount of time this takes, and then. That's yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, the and virus the doesn't move, people the sooner, move, you know? Yeah, the sooner we do that, the sooner we get back to normal. The sooner yeah. we get to see our mates, the sooner we go back to gigs, the sooner we go back to matches. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a tough time for everyone, but um, I, I'm still, I, I, I'm always a fairly optimistic person as well. And, you know, I, I do believe that, um, I do believe around September time, we will be nearly back to normal <laughs> nearly back to normal to an extent um obviously we're reliant on a, on a vaccine but i do still i think on the 5th of may on the lead up to 5th of may where and his and his cronies will you know they'll announce a few measures that will be relaxed but like yourself graham i am a little bit wary of things being relaxed because it does induce complacency amongst people i mean i seen a who was it what's that man's name fergus bowers or something yeah, yeah, fergus yeah. Bowers, yeah the rta yeah. guy yeah and he said today that he was talking to a guard who said that there was a lot more traffic on the roads in the last day or two. 
the guards the guards have stopped cars and that um the driver was showing them a walk for for uh, a note for walk but then in the back of the car is three kids and a fucking dog so what major job would you be bringing them to? do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, it's just yeah. so frustrating just stay at home yeah, yeah, it's not hard. Watch fucking Netflix. Have a drink, you know. And it's not, it's not the more. Obviously, we all want to do what we want to do, but at the end of the day, it's hardly being asked to live in a gulag for three months. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Watching Netflix, you're farting, you're drinking, you're eating food. It's great. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously the, the, the people in Leitrim obviously are living in a gulag. So our thoughts will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Paddy McKenna is listening to this, I do not agree with what. <laughs> I forgot Paddy's a Leitrim man. Yeah, he's a, he's a good friend of our, ours. Uh, Regal Martin and him are good mates. Two Leitrim men. Um, I'm surprised but, you put that Leitrim remark out there with, with Ray and Paddy, our mates. Uh, I'm, I'm forever giving Leitrim a hard time, but Ray knows I love him, so it's okay. Um, the, 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 one of the good things they're seeing out of all this, though, Eric, is despite like you being a, a, in a precarious situation and everything else, one of the first reactions you had was to, right, I want to put on a gig for frontline workers yeah. and everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, biggest regret in my life. No, I'm, only, <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, I was watching a lot of news um, at the time and, you know, you're looking at the extent of the problem in China and Italy and, and, and France and Spain and I knew it was coming towards us and you could see... The, the shitstorm that our medical services, our health services professionals were about to endure, um, and they are enduring now. And it just really got me in the heart. I said, Jesus Christ, these people are putting their lives at risk for us. I mean, how can I do something to show my appreciation? And that's all I knew. All I know is is doing gigs, comedy gigs, and sorry, my little dog's here trying to get me the flavour. Get away! Go on, Louie! <laughs> little Louie. Um, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to do something. And, and the only thing I know how to do is, is comedy and, and put on gigs. So I just pledged that I would put on a massive gig, a massive gala comedy gig with some of the biggest names in Irish comedy um, um, some night in some venue. Now, a big Dublin venue has come on board already to say, listen, we'll do that if you want. And I was like, yeah, fucking nice one. I don't want to announce it yet, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so up in the air. Everything's so up in the air at the moment. But I have contacted some of the best comedians in the country and... You know, again, they've they've said, yeah, we'd love to do it, but nobody knows what day it is, and everyone is going to want to work when they go back. And yeah. I'm asking them to do a free gig, you know. But I do at the same time. There is still a real appetite amongst the Irish comedy community to do something. Um, um, now I'm fucking raging that your man Danny from the script came out there last week <laughs> with a big free gig for health workers in the tree arena, and I was going, you prick it, stealing me thunder. <laughs> Write a little song about that, you pons. But um, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I suppose it's, it's, it's. It, it was born out of real fear and, and and anxiety for for the workers, and I wanted to 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 pledge something that they could look forward to when it's all over. That you know, and I've also had, believe it or not, I've had an events company get on to me as well which is a really cool thing. And what they, they rang me up and they said, listen, we saw your idea, Eric, we'd like to get involved and help you. And what we, what we pledged to do is on the night of the gig, um, all the, the people who come into the gig obviously will be healthcare workers. I don't know how I'm going to police that, but we will. We'll find it. We'll work out a solution anyway. Um, but they're, they're going to provide them, everyone that goes into the gig with a goodie bag because they have connections with loads of brands 
So they're going to fill the goodie bags with little presents. So they're going to, hopefully that night, they're going to get a night of comedy and they're going to walk home with a few little presents in a bag as well. And that's a tiny, tiny bit of appreciation for what they're doing, you know? Absolutely. You can police it by, um, I think, I think my my friends and nurse, and I think they all have HSE email addresses. So you could set up a, you could set up a domain and say, register here with your HSE email address. Yeah, and yeah. only people with HSE email addresses get tickets. Like, yeah, class. exactly. And and obviously, depending on the venue size, you're limited then capacity wise. Because you know, actually, what happened was when they announced it, it kind of grew legs a little bit because uh, I said, you know, we'll do we'll do one in Dublin. But then I was getting contacted by hospitals in Cork and Galway and up in Donegal, and they were going, yeah, we love that as well. And so here I was, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have to do a poxy tour. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm in over my bleeding head. <laughs> Up to my eyes and debt, and I'll be doing three gigs for another year. <laughs> but that's, said, that's comparison. That's a good will. That's, that's a good will, does you? That's it. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants a piece now. Yeah. So look at, as I said, look, we'll we'll definitely if the need if the need is there, and I think it will be. Look, I was speaking to, I did an interview with a Cork radio station there two weeks ago, and um, they were like. Are you mad, boy? There's like thousands of healthcare professionals in Cork. And I was like, all oh, right, I don't know why. I'm such a Dublin attitude. I thought there was a people and a doctor down there or something, you know, but there's, there's thousands, thousands of uh, healthcare workers who would love to avail at this. So, you know, probably um, looking at approaching the Cork Opera House um, about putting a big show on there, like, you know, but uh, it will be a gala. It'll be, it'll be a feast of comedians. Because when I did, of course, you have the, you know, the smart arses on Twitter, Meryl, you're very fun. You know them well. Like, there's a few of them. When I, when I announced that, you know, the first, I knew it was coming. I said, I pledge to do a free gig for the healthcare professionals of our country as a thank you. And then, of course, the replies were, do you not think they've suffered enough, Eric? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe so wide open for that, though. You know what I mean? Definitely Rovers fan. <laughs> I'm to say, it's not just me, it's everyone else. It's, there's a big gang of comedians coming on board. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> you have a look-hate relationship with Twitter, don't you, Eric? I do, Graham. It's um, it's it's not my favourite platform. I'll be honest with you, and I, I'm I'm kind of spend very little time on it now. I'll go in the odd time. I'll check messages. You know, sometimes you get DM or whatever. Look, hang on. Wait, do you want to say hello to the boys? Wait, hang on. Now. Ah, look at him. Look ah, at there him. he is. Look at Louis. Louis. Hello, Louis. Now come here. I can't play. I'm doing it. I'll talk to him in a few minutes. All right. Okay. Good boy. He's, all right. You sit there for a minute. He's not so, on um, tilt at the moment. No, yeah. Isn't it the image of that dog, though? Like, he looked like, like <laughs> when I saw the picture, I was like, why did he do that photo shoot? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, I can't pronounce the breed. What's the breed of the dog again? Dashund. Dashund, that's it. Uh, or sausage dog, it's easier. That's all I ever say, sausage dog. Sausage dog, they're, yeah. They're gorgeous. They're long body, tiny legs, like as that. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But um, uh, what was he talking about? Twitter, love, hey. Twitter, sorry, yeah, um, yeah. I just find it a very, very toxic environment. I, I, I mean, Facebook is grand. It's, it's a dying platform, as far as I can see. The one I, the one I enjoy most is Instagram. Mm. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's usually good spirited and, um, you know, it tries to be positive. I suppose it depends on who you're following and all that. But I just think there's too many, too many fucking no, keyboard warriors and. You know, just pedants and whingers and snipers out there. But I mean, even even when I announced that 
gig, I was getting attacked left, right, and center from people going, oh, look at this virtue signaling bastard. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's usually frustrating. So I just said, look, do you know what? I'm going to live. I took a break. I took a week break there a few weeks ago. And then I took another break there recently. And do you know what? I'm not missing it one bit. Um, there's a few great people on there that I enjoy interacting with and following and reading their tweets and all that. But it's not worth the 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 anxiety that you get from it, you know. And 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 I think we all, and particularly in this time, we all kind of have to look after our own noggins and our mental health. And uh, definitely. And 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 if I can help that by avoiding Twitter, then sign me up, you know. Yeah, no PJ. I was talking to PJ the other day. He's gone off Twitter and WhatsApp because of yeah. the same, just because of the current climate and. All he, I, th- I think he was saying that he was getting a lot of forwarded uh, conspiracy theories on WhatsApp. Oh, so he was like, here, yeah. I'm getting off WhatsApp. He was also probably getting forwarded a load of images of some fella with a giant lad. That's all that's <laughs> on WhatsApp. That's all that's on WhatsApp. I think we've all been scared by that image. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, some of us more than once. Yeah. Well, PJ is, yeah, no, he's... he's PJ, you know, you know PJ Merrill, he's a, he's, he's a buzzer and he's a, he's great crack and all that. But some people will still go after PJ as if he's a bleeding a nonce, like, you know, and, and, and say horrible things to him about him and his family. And you're like, why would you leave yourself up to be to, to be exposed to that shit, you know? Um, so he's I, I fully support his decision to come off Twitter. I'm a little bit pissed off at him coming off WhatsApp now because I have to send him proper texts now. Yeah. Or send him on Instagram, you know. Um, but uh, I understand completely his reasons. As, he, as you said, Graham, he was getting forward so many um, memes and conspiracy theories, and you know the five G math is causing the virus. Fuck off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was just melting his head. Um, so yeah, and listen, I haven't come off WhatsApp myself because I'm in a few groups with family and friends, and I think that's important to stay to stay on top of that. Um, Incidentally, I might I, I give you a bit of news. Actually, I, even throughout this lockdown, right, um, I've been working on a script. Would you believe? Oh, a script. Really? Yes. And it was only in the first week of the lockdown, right? I got sent this script by who is who's got serious clout, and he said, "Eric, look, have a read of this. I'd love you to play this fella." And basically, what it is, right? It's a um, it's it's a story about an Irish family dealing with the coronavirus, the pandemic. But via the means of Zoom and WhatsApp and FaceTime, so we were all directed. To, we had to film our own shots, obviously, you know, because we're doing Zoom, we're doing we're doing this, what we're doing right now, and um, Skype oh, yeah. calls. So the dialogue will is all. I mean, there's some really prominent names. I can't reveal who it is yet. Like, but yeah, yeah. we've just finished. Well, I just finished all my bits, and I heard all the others have finished their bits, and it's gone into the edit mode. And what they're hoping to do then is pitch it to TV, and. Like the guy is pretty confident that he will get people to show it, and hopefully that'll be on our screens the next two, three weeks' time, kind of thing. Like, you know, but it's something like that to distract me, do you know what I mean? Through the bad days, and I've had a few bad days. I have to say, I said I'm getting used to it, so I'm not as bad as I was, but um, shoot you. (laughs) um, (laughs) It was great to have that distraction, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that distraction. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's never and animals. Yeah. And some great names involved in it as well. Um and it's a really a really funny but very poignant um script. It starts the time frame is um the 
the family set up this WhatsApp uh, Zoom chat group to to talk about ideas on how to celebrate their auntie's birthday, 70th birthday, which is coming up. And then in the, in the opening kind of conversation, somebody mentions here, did you hear about that virus in China? And it's kind of dismissed. Do you know what I mean? And then a week or two later, then it starts to become closer to home and all that kind of stuff. And, and then we're all starting to panic. And But it's, it's, as I said, it's, it, there's a lot of funny comedy in it, but there's also very, very kind of poignant, touching moments in it as well. Um, and I really do think if it's done right, it could be it could be pretty pretty special, you know. So I'm I'm quite excited about that, as I say. Deadly, yeah. I, ho- I hope we get to see that in a couple of weeks. Now. That sounds yeah, like good, yeah. I watched um I watched the commute again there, Eric. Did you share that? What? The commute. Oh, the commute. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, um, well, I I I uh, I shared, and I know Dave uh, Dave Coffee. shared Dave the guy. What's his name? Dave oh, Coffee. Dave Coffee, of course, yeah. yeah. Dave um, shared it there as well. Um, I think a lot of people did. But, what we've we've all been doing is using this time as a as a, as a time to showcase what we can do because we're all out of work at the moment and we're, we're showing here. Look at this thing I did and look at this thing I did and look at this thing I did and this other thing I did. And we're hoping that when this lockdown ends, that people go, "I saw that thing you did. Would you like to do this thing instead?" You know. So that's what we're all hoping for. Like you know? a bit of work, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's up to fucking duns to pack shelves and if I have to do that, that's what I fucking do. <laughs> and it is. You want to do more acting, Eric, do you? Because you've, you've had your run on Fair City and all that, and obviously the commute's yeah. been involved, so you're looking to get more into that stuff, are you? I love, I love acting. People say to me, ask me, what's, what's your favourite comedy, stand-up or, um, or acting? And they're two hugely different disciplines, you know? I mean, mm. obviously comedy and stand-up is, is, is an instant reaction. It's, it's live, it's, it's, you're there, the crowd reacts, and, and when you come off stage after doing a gig and you've had the room in the palm of your hand. It's, it's a drug. It's so addictive. It's such a great, great feeling to come off a stage and go, holy shit. You know, saying the laughter lounge, like on a Friday night, there's 350, 400 people there and they're all pissing themselves. And I did that. And it's such a great feeling, you know? And I, I never tired of that feeling. It's, it's, as I said, it is like a drug. Acting is a completely different discipline. And I feel more pressure with acting because um, with stand-up, it's your own words, it's your own writing. If you make a mistake, you've only yourself to blame, and it's fine. You can you can wangle yourself out of the mistake. You can make the mistake become a joke. But with acting, you're you're responsible for conveying the words of the writer and the director and the producer to an audience. They're not your words. You have to say those words. But if you mm. fuck up, you're letting a whole team down as opposed to just yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I always feel a pressure with the acting. Um, but in, in saying that as well, I mean, like with Fair City, when you're filming in Fair City, it's so quick. The turnaround is so quick. But it's got me into the mode that I'm really good now with lines, learning lines, you know. Um, so when I get a script and um, we're filming next week or the week after, I'd be looking at it for a day or two and then, boom, it's there, you know. Yeah. And it's like my brain has gone, you know, Eric, you can't fuck up here. This is it. You've got to be ready to go from the get-go. So usually, I'm, like, the, the lads on RT, the lads on the camera and the sound, Used to used to give me this nickname going, oh, here he is, one take, Lala, fair fucks the Eric, you know. <laughs> because normally I would just bum get it in the first take kind of thing, like, you know. Um, and that's just because I feel so much pressure <laughs> that I don't want to get it wrong, you know. Um, but yeah. I would love to do, Danny, sorry, I would love to do more acting. And, and you know, I have, I, as I said, I've done this thing, um, which is a kind of very, very different kind of acting because you're, you're talking into a camera like we are right now. Um, but you still have to act. Um I, I got cast in a feature film 
which is huge to be to be shot this year. Um, but there's a lot of controversy over it because it's 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 called the profession of violence, and already it's been getting notoriety in the papers because it's 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 based on true events in the in the Dublin gangland scene. Mm. Um, and I'll be playing one of the most prominent gangsters in it, you know. Um, yeah, so there's a pressure in that as well. Yeah, because you're kind of going. It, I, 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 in my paranoid head, I'd be going, right. I'm playing this guy who a lot of people know on the Dublin gangland scene. What if I'm out some night and <laughs> the enemies of that gangland scene are tanked up and they go and they look at me and go, "There's that cunt," and and I get a bullet in the head, and then they go, "Oh, sorry." We talked about the real gangster, and I'm dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm a little bit worried about. Thanks for laughing, mate. I was going to say, Graham's pointing that hilarious, man. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> something like that would happen. Someone would actually approach you, like, like, yeah. do you think of all the any of the time you do a Q and A on Instagram? I'd say sixty percent are about call. When are you coming yeah. back? When are you coming back? When are you like, I'd say definitely you get called call when you're in the supermarket and all. Oh, listen, it's, it's That was the big shot. Like, I knew Fair City was big. Like, obviously, I knew it was big and all that. But I never realised how big it was until I got a part in the show. And then, you know, weeks after me first appearances in the show, and just people in, in Duns and the shops in the supermarkets just going, are they cool? And you're like, oh, oh fuck yeah, mate, that's me. Yeah, yeah, all right. And, and because my character, like, he started off as this, kind of respectable hotel owner and then quickly the mask dropped and everyone realised it was another scumbag and then the mood changed in the supermarkets and I've been attacked by grannies with handbags in the supermarket like getting whacked fucking leave cattle alone fucking leave cattle alone I'm going relax there fucking Paula you know <laughs> did you enjoy playing I, I, I was out I, obviously Steve Gunn be a friend of mine our mutual friend and I've been out with Steve Shortly after um, he left, or was it? I can't remember where I was. We were at it. We were at it. We were at um, the premiere to um, Cardboard Gangsters. And, oh, right, yeah. And we we're going down. It was in Swords, I think. And we were going down the road, and these women approach us, and they look at Steve up and down, and they're kind of looking at me and the wheelchair, and they're kind of like, is he not the fucker in the wheelchair? Where's the wheelchair? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that must have been really confusing for the go. Life imitating art or art imitating life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are mad. It's like when, you know, I get the same reaction because obviously when they see me, you know, Cottle is a scumbag and then they see this beautifully elegant human being in front of them and they just can't compute. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy playing like a bit of a bollocks ah oh, listen it's the best fun in the world and I think if you talk to any actor um, like we what we do like every Monday week with the whole cast who are featuring in that week's episodes and filming we'd, we'd come in on the Monday and we'd sit in a big circle and we basically read out the scenes okay that was the, the protocol you did that every Monday cast reading and every time There'd always be a line that I'd have that the whole cast would just piss themselves laughing. And they'd all look over me going, you are one jammy bastard, man. You have all the best lines <laughs> in this show. <laughs> and it became a staple of the character to, to an extent. He's a, he's a prick, but he turned into a very, very funny prick. 
in you know in his put downs and his, his threats and all that like one of the things I keep people keep asking me like one of the scenes we did and, and, and people have heard me on another podcast they might have heard this story but I'll tell you guys anyway brand new audience out there and uh, it, it was um we were doing a scene in, in in a little place called Vino's right so Carl my character walks into Vino's and at the table is Rodrigo who plays Cristiano the the the, the gay guy and and Sash and Deco Bishop now Rodrigo the character uh uh, he plays Cristiano, hates Cole because he, he just realises he's bad news, you know. So I stroll in with the strut, you know, starty, starty, man, starty. And, and uh, Cristiano's giving me this evil eye looking at me. So I catch this and I go over to him and I will look at him and I go, see you, you don't be giving me the hairy eyeball. I'm not on your bus. Right? That was me lying. Don't be giving me the hairy eyeball. I'm not on your bus. And, <laughs> And we had to do that scene about seven times because the rest of the cast kept it. <laughs> but what a brilliant line that is. But I had loads of people coming through the street going, hey, I'll be giving me the hairy eyeball. <laughs> I'm not on your bus. <laughs> such a brilliant piece of writing that. That is, I love that. I'm going to borrow that every so often myself now. Yeah. <laughs> the best I heard I heard a great line this week you know on you know on Instagram where people are getting nominated to do 5k's 5k oh, yeah. 5k runs or whatever my brother's friend says uh, people fucking nominate me doing the 5k's you'd be quicker handcuffing a fucking ghost <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that one before me life fucking cracker <laughs> Oh, yes. You see, at a great adversity comes great art. And that's what's that's happened there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, well, when you, other than... <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Danny? Fucking hairy eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see if you give me the hairy eyeball. I'm not on your bus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, before you got the... I'm not interested. What's that? What a way to tell a gay man you're not interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and did, did he get it? Oh, he did, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's what increased the laughter because he knew exactly <laughs> what it was, you know, and he was... Well, like, like, we had the laugh in the read-through on the Monday, but then when we were going to shoot that particular scene on the Wednesday or the Thursday, we were all looking at each other going, we're going to have to just get through this, all right? <laughs> we're going, we're just, just come in and do it, Eric. We won't laugh. So I walked in and I was determined and I didn't break the count. Don't you be giving me the hair, the eyeball, I'm not on your bus. Cups falling out the table, smashed and everything. <laughs> but we eventually got <laughs> Come here, you did the uh, you did the fundraiser um for the laughter lounge. How did that go? Oh yeah, was that, that, was, weird? that was a weird experience, was it? Yeah, it was strange because, you know, obviously, you know, with stand-up comedy, you rely on an audience, you know, that it's key to every stand-up gig. So it's very surreal just looking into your phone and, and, and trying to, you know, when you're doing stand-up, you feed off the energy of the crowd. That, that spurs me. I'd be like fucking pacing and, and, and enjoying the buzz off the crowd. But doing that gig, it was just me in my kitchen on my own looking into my phone, you know. Um, now, in fairness, it was only a short set. It was like a three-minute set about isolation and quarantine so it had to be brand new stuff 
um, and I wrote it and I did it. And there was a good few, well, I think it was about 11, 1,200 people tuned into it to, when it got streamed then on the Friday night. And it raised a few quid for whatever charity it was to raise the money for, you know. But um, yeah, it is, it's, you do, I, I, come here, listen, we're all, we're all looking to work. And again, it's another, another means of showcasing what you're, what you're capable of. So um, I was happy to do it, Graham. And if they ask me again, I'll, I'll be happy to do it again. You know, it's it's just and it keeps you it keeps you focused, it keeps you busy, it keeps you distracted from yeah. the shitstorm. You know, did, uh, you raised a lot of money for a good cause as well. Yeah, absolutely. Did either of you see they, they done a kind of like a big version of that? It's kind of like a, the comedians kind of doing like a people in need kind of thing over in America there last week or a week before, and it was a part of uh, comedians. Oh, comedians! I didn't see yeah. that. Oh man, so part of it went horribly wrong, right? So, uh, some people, some people know Bear Kreischer from either listening to Joe Rogan podcast or seeing his thing on Netflix. And um, there was a part where Adam Sandler phoned in, and he was to ask Adam Sandler questions, and he just he get he makes a ballsy. He gets like all the names, and not like he wasn't doing it deliberately in a kind of like yeah. or wind them up way. He was just genuinely like getting everything oh, wrong he's like i love that movie the golf one happy madison that's a brilliant film and all <laughs> so like he doesn't want our toys and sandler's on skype like and you can see his face and i was like yeah man yeah thanks for that yeah and then he got the name of his newest film wrong then and, oh no and you could see oh, right. it actually got awkward then did it oh man it got so bad but it got to the point where your man bear kreischer is asking a question he goes yo before you go man of all the characters you've ever got to play like of all the movies that you've done which one was your favourite? Which one was the most fun? And Adam Sandler just goes, no, I'm not answering that. No, not interested. No. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's, it's one of those, it's car crash. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's four or five minutes of just fucking hilarious because it's so cringe. Like, look, Well, look what it's done there, Danny. Three fellas in Ireland talking about it. Next what? time I'm doing the Laugh the Lounge gig, I'm going to just look into the camera and go, I'm not fucking interested. I'll see you later. <laughs> And I'll be on a podcast in America. Fuck <laughs> 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 <Focus. laughs> Eric, I'm missing the football terrible, the League of Ireland. It's cat, isn't it? It's breaking my heart, Marlo, breaking my heart. Um, you know, it's it's we've missed so much for already. Like and and you know, any League of Ireland fan, we have such a long wait, it's such a long off season. You know, we wait four months for it to come back, and we were all so excited when it came back. And then it was just taken away from us straight away, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's usually frustrating. Um, like me, uncle Alex, who's you know he's a bow's nut, and he like he only said to me there yesterday that we should have been in Sligo at the showgrounds last night. And I'm kind of going, oh Jesus, yeah. I was going, thanks for depressing me a little prick, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's 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 how we're we're, we're kind of the calendar. I should throw out my fixer list to be honest with you, because I look at the date and I go, should we're be looking at every Friday. Yeah. Huh? I look at it every Friday. Oh, it's 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 heartbreaking. It really is. Look, let's just hope that we come through this relatively unscathed and we can all get back to supporting our clubs. And I put out a tweet today saying, look, I know it's difficult for a lot of League of Ireland clubs, but you know, there are little ways you can support them, and that's by going to the online store of the club and, and buying something, even if it's something as small as a badge or a hat or a scarf. It doesn't have to be the the 60 euro jersey, whatever the price of it is now these days. Um, but any little small thing like that is a huge contribution to 
to to to to the survival of a lot of League of Ireland clubs, you know. So I hope I hope people realise that and start doing it. You know, the, you know, the, the, like I, I worry as well for the country clubs. Um, you know, the likes of Limerick were nearly folding there before all yeah. this happened. You can't imagine they're going to survive now. This, you know, the likes of Waterford, um, Sligo. You know, there's it's 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 worrying. Well. I hope the government and the FAI can come to some sort of arrangement where they can finance the clubs through this 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 horrible time. You know. Yeah. Do you, are absolutely. you are you as worried at all though in terms of like <laughs> the FEO obviously is just kind of being bailed out. So to go cap in hand again, yeah. hoping to support the domestic clubs and the FEO are the sorry the government are like fuck's sake, lads, I mean we've a lot yeah. of things to be supporting. We've just bailed you out already, you know? Um, yeah, and that's that's the thing, that's the worry, isn't it? You know, they they've have been bailed out uh, thanks to um Mr. Delaney. Um yeah. but um it's it's yeah I don't know it's it's a tough one Danny I don't know I don't know you know I just hope and pray that the clubs survive and and if the clubs do survive that you know all the other clubs will survive too because it'd be nothing worse like if say say like Bowes Rovers Pats Shells the Dublin clubs yeah. Dundalk they all come through this but then there's like three or four clubs gone you know and then suddenly you've got a fucking six team league or whatever and that would be so depressing ah, you know so it would be, be brilliant yeah. it would be trouble. I mean, I like, I like yourself, man. I enjoy when I can um, traveling to grounds around Ireland to watch to watch matches. It's 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 something I've really gotten into over the last couple of years. Um, I, I you know obviously I'm at the risk of you know gig clashes because a lot of my gigs are on Friday night. Um, yeah. To the point where my missus sussed out not so long ago, a year or two ago, that I was kind of going, "Oh, I can't do that gig. Why not?" Or um, I'm at a wedding and it was fucking bows and bows or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't miss the Dublin Derby. Yeah, my missus is going, hey, hang on, you can't be just fucking turning down gigs because fucking bows are playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, love, sorry. <laughs> just bring her with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that an apparel spritzer you're drinking? That's me apparel spritz, man, oh yeah. Happy massive. Days. They are massive. Unbelievable. They're too easy to drink. That's the problem. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, that's the one thing I found with this fucking lockdown, lads. I tell you, drinks going down a little bit too easy for my liking. Do you know what? I, I, the first couple of weeks with Danny, I, I, I managed to stay away from it and I was kind of going, no, I don't need to be. I'm not really a big drinker in the house. But then, um, the Mrs. Bertie there a couple of, last week and she took the day off work and we, we got a bit of drink in now, anyone that watches my videos on Instagram thinks I already live in an off-license because they make <laughs> yeah, the drink. Yeah, I do, yeah. That's because my eldest used to work in Jemison, and he was giving loads of freebies, um, you know, whiskey, rum, everything. So, like, our gaff is basically, to all intents and purposes, a, a mini off-license. Um, <laughs> but I still wouldn't be a big drinker in the gaff, you know. Um, yeah. But we had a few drinks that day on a birthday, and I enjoyed being locked. So yeah. I said, fuck this, I'm going to get locked a bit more. That's it. <laughs> it's like, it's it's weird having a little buzz of a Tuesday or Wednesday evening. John yeah. was like, oh, oh, okay, all and right. Then go, oh, bollocks, no, it's, it's a school night. What? What the fuck is that? <laughs> doesn't Same exist anymore. Groundhog Day tomorrow. Yeah, I'll fucking tell you. I'll tell you what, I'm at. you you started me on this now, the, the little pre-mix cans of the Jameson and fucking Ginger, right? Started oh, on yeah. them. Lovely. But I've now yeah. moved, I was like, seeing, I was, I was in the shop and I was like, fancy fancy something similar to that, right? Jack Daniels do oh, uh, nice. a honey lemonade, like it's a whiskey with honey, right? I've had the whiskey and honey before, but this is now in a lemonade. It's a can, like. What? 
fucking hell lads it's good like it genuinely it goes down it is but that's the thing you'd have four of them knocked back and you'd go hang on a second hang on <laughs> you got to, <laughs> you, you, your brain starts going you know fucking great like, that's what's like, they Captain Morgans and Coke in the can they're massive Haven't oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're doing gin and tonics in cans now as well like, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just incredible it's a real summary it was PJ actually Merrill who 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 Awoken my um, senses to the delights of the Aperol spritz and the uh, gave me a crash course on how to make them and and ever since then I've been hooked, you know. So uh, yeah, um, Here we long go, live look. the lockdown. Here's my dog coming in to interrupt now. Look, oh, you pup. Um, ah, well, that's only that's, so long as the big one doesn't come in. Now we're all right. No <laughs> matter. That's here to give me the hairy either. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know, lads. I think like was obviously be fair. I, I got into the League of Ireland purely to wind Merrow up, like, um, and <laughs> just, ju- and just out of trying to annoy him. I, like, I for years I was just kind of like I've no fucking interest in that thing, and then just out of keeping an eye on the scores that so on a Friday if Rovers lost and Bowes won, I could text him straight away being like, "What score is the match, Graham?" I've got, it, I've got into it, like. <laughs> So even oh, I yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> he doesn't realise that he'll be upset for about a week when we be, when we lose those derbies. Like, it does just ruin your week, doesn't it? It really ah, does. Like, like, nothing else matters. You're like, for fuck's sake, I can't believe we lost. Yeah. <laughs> the lead, the but, lead uh, up is the lead up is torturous because you're anxious, anxious as fuck. And then if you win though, it, the the buzz is absolutely sensational. It's it's incredible. But even the ninety minutes are torturous as well. You're kind of going. Oh, yeah. And even if you're winning the match, if you're two one up, and like I'm as a Bowes fan, Bowes are winning two one up with two minutes to go, and Rovers have the ball, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> kick him, kick him, referee, blow it up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I missed it's, those days. Yeah, I miss them usually. As I said, I'd even hug a Shamrock Rovers fan at this stage. <laughs> oh, Jesus, be careful now. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you're a gent with your time. Thanks so much for coming yeah, on. No problem at all, lads. Thanks for talking to us yeah, and uh, absolutely stay gent. safe. Yeah, we will indeed. We know, I know you're, you're kind of on and off. You have a love-hate relationship with, with Twitter, but uh, Instagram you're having to crack with. So if people aren't following you already, man, and they want to check out your hairy eyeball, where can they get you? Oh, uh, oh, you mean, where can... Oh, you know, listen, follow me on Twitter. And as I said, I check in intermittently. And if yeah. this thing gets tweeted, I will obviously retweet it. Um. I'm on Facebook uh, as Eric Lawler, and I also have a Facebook page, Eric Lawler Stand Up Comedy. I can't even remember what it's called. Stand Up Stuff, <laughs> Eric Lawler Stand Up Stuff, and uh, and Instagram, and yeah, the usual show. Love it, man. Love it. Thank and uh, look, ho- hopefully we'll be seeing you on the screen soon enough in that uh, thing, that project that you can't tell us too much about. You told us a little bit about. And uh, other than that, man, look, just yeah. stay safe. And uh, yeah, that's it. Hopefully we'll see Keep you soon. Keep, Thanks keep up the breakfast pandemics, yeah. I will indeed, pal. I will indeed. Are you sick? You had a Bose tramp on, eh? Besides me. No. Oh, good man. Good man. I like that. This this program needs cultural diversity, Graham. Couple of Bose tramps. Yeah, we have had a couple of Bose tramps, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that you're willing to allow diversity on this show. Absolutely. Um, all, for, all for one, one for all. Um, indeed. There's a, a show. This goes out Friday, Saturday, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a show that started on Thursday that I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to watch oh. Gangs of London. Oh, 
It's on Sky Atlantic. It's supposed to, it's getting great, great reviews. And it starts on th- ter- it started on Thursday on okay. Sky Atlantic. Uh, I'll see if where's the description now. Hold on there one sec. What are you watching at the moment, Danny? Are you are you binging anything at all? No, uh, on Friday. So this will probably go out Friday or Saturday. Um, but Ricky Gervais Afterlife Season 2 yes 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 yeah can't wait I love gonna Season binge 1 that, I'm going to binge that Friday yeah Sam I'm going to watch Season 1 again over the next couple of nights um, not that you have to remember it or anything like that but it was just I thoroughly enjoyed it man uh, it was the, brilliant the, the episode did you the watch ep- Derek Danny yeah I watched Derek yeah, yeah. I liked it. yeah. what were we going to say um, the episode Afterlife where they go to your man's house and just before they go in the door, your man farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh of course God. you love that. Oh, of course it is, man. I am. Uh, I, I don't care if I'm 22 years of age and laughing at farts still. I, I laugh at whatever I want, Graham. Thank you. G- Gangs of London, new and exclusive. <laughs> Finn Wallace, London's most powerful criminal, is dead and nobody knows who ordered the hit. Brand new Sky Original. Them Sky Original so far haven't been great now. No, they, they, this... I think Colomini's in this and it's making me say it might be good. Like, I watched Damned United the other night with Colomini. Brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant. Martin Sheen, is he in that bad? Uh, Somebody will tweet us saying Twilight and I will slap the face off him if he says. Was he in Twilight? He was in Twilight. He was part of the Voltaire family. Twilight was garbage, man. How dare you? How how very dare you? Whose team would you be on? Edward or Jacobs? Having a fucking are they you characters. To, you have to pick one, man. Don't act like you don't know, Graham. Me and you, me and you were writing Twilight fan fiction on Reddit and all. Come on, who would you pick? <laughs> who would I pick? I don't know. Like, what's the strengths are? Edward, 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 Edward. Edward's a sparkly vampire, and Jacob's a werewolf. Um, Edward. Of course you would. Knew you'd pick the one that sparkles. You. <laughs> God, right. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've not. Twilo, how, many, how many years ago was Twilight out? Oh, man. 10 years? Easily. Yeah, easily. I'd say the first one's probably out about 15 years ago. There was a thing on Reddit for a while where people, like, you know, like teenage girls and me who are so obsessed with Twilight, they'd like write posts about fantasies they'd had and all that kind of thing. And it would yeah. always end in, my life is Twilight. And every so often it comes up online as kind of a viral thing, and they're very funny. But uh, I never, I never uh, got onto Reddit at all. Did you know? Ah, sometimes no. it's good. There's some good, some good threads on there. But for all you other toy hearts out there, you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> We've never talked about Twilight in this podcast before. I don't know where. And we never will that. again. We went from Donald Fallon, beautiful historian, last week to yeah. talking about Twilight in our outro. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, I've nothing more to say to you. So will you tell people where they can listen to the previous 200 whatever episodes? They can listen to any. The, they can listen to us on any podcast provider. Just search WT, WTS Pod on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, whatever podcast for public. Uh, you can get us on WTSPod.com and you can follow us on Twitter at WTS Pod. He's at Danjo Murray. I'm at Merrigan Mania. This has been What's the Story? And we'll see you next week. Thank you to Eric Lawler, lads. Until next week, he said. Or until whenever we see well, you. Well, yeah, again. whenever, in fact. Yeah, Jesus. Look, you're getting lucky. That's three in a row. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And now, Patrick Hero. Oh, oh, I've been working a long time, full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. Stay at home, wash the hands. <laughs>